Greetings in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. What you're about to hear is a life-changing word from God through Pastor Steve Allen Sr. of Destiny Christian Center in Laplace, Louisiana. Enjoy the message and be blessed in the Lord. What I was dealing with on Sunday mornings, um, um, dealing with the fact that it's already done. Tell somebody it's already done. Now, I just want to review a few things that I talked about already um, in previous lessons. I said to you in the previous lesson that one of the greatest mistakes that we've made in the body of Christ is we've called spiritual realities promises. A promise is always future tense. A spiritual reality is something that has happened already. Uh, You'll never experience something in the now if it's always in the future. Um, some time ago, a couple of weeks ago, I gave you some scriptures that talk about what God has already done. Uh, we, you know, I'll just read them off to you. First Corinthians two and nine, Galatians three and 13, uh, Galatians five and one, Ephesians one and three, Ephesians one and six, uh, Colossians one and 13, second Peter one and three says he hath given us all things that pertain unto God, life and godliness. Somebody says already done. Uh, I said something uh, two Sundays ago that faith rests in what God has already done. I gave you uh, three kinds of rest that you find in Hebrews chapter 3 and 4. And we found out that God wants us to be at rest. Uh, We also found out that you can't be in unbelief and rest at the same time. And uh, we talked about the children of Israel and uh, I want to deal with them again today. Here's my introductory uh, introduction statement for today. We must not make the the mistake that Israel made under the ministry of Moses. And I'll show you what I'm talking about. We've dealt with this before, but it blessed me. I'll go to Exodus 3, verses 7 and 8. Exodus 3, verses 7 and 8. And the Lord said... I have surely seen the affliction of my people which are in Egypt and have heard their cry by reason of their taskmasters, for I know their sorrow. And I am come down to deliver them out of the hand of the Egyptians and to bring them up out of the, that land unto a good land, a large, a large, unto a land flowing with milk and honey, unto a place of the Canaanites and the Hittites and the Amorites and the Perizzites and the Hivites. And the Jubicites, all them ites. Uh, <laughs> so God is talking to Moses, and he's talking in this burning bush, and he says, I've come down, I've seen the sorrow of my people, and I know that they're in bondage, but I've come down to deliver them out of Egypt. And, and my goal is to bring them into another place. He says, it's a good place, it's a large place that flows with milk and honey. So this is a promise that God is making to the children of Israel. Now go to Numbers chapter 13. Verses 1 and 2. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Send down men that they may search the land of Canaan, which I give unto unto the children of Israel, of every tribe of their fathers, shall ye send a man, every one a ruler among them. So in this text, the Lord says, I'm giving you this land. Joshua 1, 
Go to Joshua chapter 1, verses 1 through 3. Now after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spake unto Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' minister, saying, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now therefore arise, arise, go over this Jordan, thou and all this people, unto the land which I do give to them, even to the children of Israel. Every place that the sole of your foot shall tread upon, that have I given unto you, said, as I said unto Moses. Now, according to these verses, here's a question. When did God give them the land? He gave them the land in Numbers chapter 13, but they didn't possess it. So here in Joshua, the Lord says, I want you to set your feet on the land. And every place you set your feet on, I have given, as I've said unto Moses, 40 years ago. So this land was a spiritual reality in Numbers chapter 13, but they hadn't possessed it. But it was just as much there as 40 years prior as it is here in Joshua. So the Israelites didn't possess it. And it was theirs. Some of them died in the wilderness. You see, God wasn't telling them, I want you to go over and I want you to spy out the land in order so you find out and go take the land. He wanted them to spy out the land so they could see what he had given them. He wanted them to get a glimpse of the gift that he had given them. It was already theirs. Now listen to this. They got a promise, but they didn't make the transition from promise to spiritual reality. And they died in the wilderness. Here's the question. Why didn't they make the transition? They didn't take ownership because people were occupying the land. They said in Numbers chapter 13, verses 32 and 33, we can't have it because there are folk in the land and they are giants. God says, it's yours. They go and see it. They said, oh, we can't have it because there's some folk in the land. And they're big people. They're giants. Let's say that you own some rental property. And let's say that your property is vacant. What if one day you go and you go to your rental property and you find out that somebody has moved in without a contract, without talking to you, without a lease, and they move their stuff in like they're supposed to be there. Now, now they're, they're occupying this land, but who's the owner? So you have people occupying your property illegally. I think they call it squatting. Is that what it's called, squatting? Any squatters in the house? Anybody ever seen that? Now, the question is, what do you do about it? Are you going to be worried about it? Are you concerned about your ownership? Are you concerned? Are you trying to gain ownership? At that time, what you need to do is you call the authorities, show them the proof of ownership, and the authorities will get them out. Now, if they resist and say, take me to court, you go to court, but you go to court with no struggle, you go to court with no worries. You go to court with no concerns because you know in the end 
that you have the title deeds. So God gave the children of Israel the title to the land in Numbers chapter 13, but some folk were occupying the land illegally. They were squatting. And 40 years later, they're still in the land. Just like if you don't do something about the folk on your property illegally, they'll stay there as long as you allow it. Now listen to this statement again. We must not make the mistake that Israel made under the ministry of Moses. They had the title deed, but because folk were occupying the land, they allowed them to stay there. Now, in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1, the Amplified Bible says, Now faith is the assurance, the confirmation, the title deed of the things we hope for being the proof of things we do not see. Now, if Israel had believed God, would they have had to fight the giants to possess the land? More than likely they would have. If there are people illegally occupying your rental property and they're in resistance, more than likely you're going to have to go to court to get your property back. But you wouldn't worry about it because you know the end from the beginning. You would go into court and you would go into that legal fight knowing that it belonged to you. Now, I want to show you something. This is what I had to this is what I had to deal with this week. Go to 1 Peter 2 and 24. Hallelujah. 1 Peter 2 and 24. When you get there, say I'm there. If you're not there, say wait. If you're grunting, I know you're saying wait. <laughs> listen, listen to this. Who his own self bear our sins in his own body on the tree that we being dead to sins should live unto righteousness by whose stripes ye were healed by whose stripes ye were healed I want you to hear that again by whose stripes ye were healed the, t- the text says that you were healed. I want you to say this. Say, I was healed. God says you were healed. And if I'm in agreement with God, I'll say that I was healed. And if I was healed, then I am healed. But what if there is an illegal occupant? What if something illegal has set up residence in your body? What if sickness decides that I'm going to occupy your body anyhow? If you were healed, then you are healed. And whatever, is, whatever you're dealing with is an illegal occupant. Sheba, Lord, anything that's in your body that's causing sickness in your body is there illegally. <laughs> see, and see, that's what I had to deal with this weekend. I had to realize that there was an attack. Glory to God. I had to realize that something was trying to invade my body, but it had no right being there. And see, when anything shows up that goes against the word of God, you've got to realize that it's there illegally. So, 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 am I going to be concerned? 
Am I going to go crazy worrying about, oh, I wonder if I'm going to be able to get, I have a legal right to tell the illegal occupants, Lord have mercy, I want you to get this. You, gotta, you have a legal right. If you're dealing with an illegal occupant, now you may have a faith fight, but you go into that battle knowing that you're already here. Wait, wait, anybody dealing with anything in your body right now? I want you to say right now that I'm already healed. Now, now, in the same way the Israelites fail to make the transition, you have believers today that have a promised land mentality. And the promised land is always out there in the future. So you have, you have Christians trying to get what they already have. They're praying for a breakthrough, singing breakthrough songs. I'm no longer trying to get a breakthrough because a breakthrough implies that I don't have it. And if I say that I don't have it, then I'm not in agreement with God. God says that I don't need a breakthrough because Jesus broke through for me. So I'm finished trying to get a breakthrough because I've already broke through. First, first John 4 and 4 says that we have overcome. We're not trying to overcome. We are overcomers. Come on, somebody say, I'm an overcomer. See, I'm not trying to win because I'm a winner. I'm winning even when it looks like I'm losing. Winning is just what I do. Uh. <laughs> look, look, I'm, I'm, I gotta tell you, I sit down Sunday, and I'm sitting there, and I'm, I thank God for Elder Darcell. I said, but you better get out the way Wednesday, because I'm going to be back up Wednesday doing what I do. Great word. Awesome word. But I'm going to be back Wednesday doing what I do, because I'm going to dismiss the illegal occupants. is you're allowing stuff. And see, you have to allow it. You are allowing stuff that has no right in your life. Mm, mm, mm. Okay, okay. <laughs> Promises are in the future. A promise is hope. Spiritual reality is now. Faith is always now. Come on, somebody say, faith is always now. See, if I'm asking God for what he's already given, I'm not in faith. I stopped talking about what God's going to do. I told, you, I told you a couple weeks ago, I was listening to a song on my way to church. And it says, the song started off great. It's already done. It's already, and I was like, oh man, I'm getting ready to preach it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he went, God's going to do it. God's going to do it. And it's already done at the same time. He messed me up. I don't even want to hear the song no more. Yeah. Now, 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 let me say something to you about doctors and medicine. Because I don't want you to hear what I'm not saying. 
Doctors and medicine are good. Good things, good things. The challenge with the medical profession is that they are limited. There are times the doctors will say to you, I've done all I can do. See, that's why I need divine healing. <laughs> I, I sat in the doctor's office yesterday. And uh, he just talked to me, checked my heart. And uh, he said, ooh, you, you got a strong heart. I said, I know. He said, he's just checking everything, did the EKG on me. Yeah, 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 yeah. I want you to take these tests. I said, Doc, I'll do whatever you want me to do. But I want you to know, I said, all that medicine stuff you're talking about, I, I, I'm going to take it right now, but I ain't going to be on this stuff. Then I asked him, then I asked him, I said, have you ever, have you ever had somebody to start this medicine and stop? Or oh, not all. I said, get ready to see one. Didn't I, did I tell him? Did I tell him? Did I tell him? I sure did. I said, get ready to see one, Doc. You're getting ready to see a miracle. <laughs> and he was like, oh, he's right. That's good. That's good. That's good. <laughs> See, listen, listen to me, listen to me. If you're dealing with a condition in your body, you should say what the word says. Confess the word while you're taking your medicine. See, a medicine allows your body to function while faith drives out the condition. Did you get that? It, it, it allows your body to function while faith drives out the condition. The key is add faith to medical science. Take your medicine in faith. Here's an example. Say, Father, I want to thank you. I believe I'm healed. While I take this medicine, I believe I'm healed. I'm taking this medicine in the name of Jesus. I'm not dependent on this medicine. I'm dependent on you. See, what you're doing is you're adding faith to what you're doing in the natural. Oh, yeah. Remember now. I'm not taking the medicine saying, Lord, please heal me. But I'm taking the medicine saying, thank you, Lord, because I'm already here. And then, let, let me help you out. Then you got to have some corresponding actions. Yeah, you, can't, you can't be in faith and doing crazy stuff. No, no, no. I've changed. I, I got, you know, I, I'm healed, but I'm, I'm doing some other stuff now. I'm juicing. Oh, yeah. I'm juicing. I'm juicing. I got me a little juicer. I'm going to start juicing, and, and I, I'm not going to tell you what to do. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to put any more red meat in my body. Oh, Jesus, Lord. He, he, look, he done got fanatical now. No, let me, let me tell you something. Let, let me tell you this. And I'm, 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 I'm doing... I'm, I'm getting vegetables that I'm using the juice with that are still living. Listen, listen, listen. Deuteronomy 30 says this. You, you, you don't have to find out. I know you know it. He says, I said before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore, choose life. See, if you think about it, if you think about it, everything we've been putting in our bodies is dead. We've been putting dead stuff, dead animals. Oh, Jesus. 
righteous. I didn't even mean to talk about this, but I'm just going to say everything. So you're trying to live, but you put nothing living in your body. So I, I found out, I said, well, look, what if I just get some juice? And, and, but see, the juice has been sitting on. See, listen, I'm going to just give you a little, I'm going to give you a little class real quick and I'm going to get back to my lesson. If you take some vegetables and you put it in the ground, it'll grow because life is still in it. Now, if you take, that, you take those same vegetables and you, you make a juice out of it and you let it sit up for a while, you can pour it in the ground and it ain't going nowhere because the life is going out. You got to catch it while the life is still in it and put life in your life. Man, I got so much. I, I have, it's just been three days. I've got so much energy right now. So much. I'm going to preach for three hours tonight. Now, I'm just, I'm just, I didn't say here. <laughs> so but what I'm saying to you is you have to have corresponding actions. I hope y'all enjoyed the donuts on Sunday. Because we ain't serving donuts around here no more. See, I'm not going to walk in health and then serve you death. Oh, okay, all right, all right, all right, all right. Now, now let, me, let, me, let me move on to a close. I'm going to close and we'll just finish preaching to Maryland tonight, I believe. I want to talk to you about, real quick, how you need to respond. And listen to this. We should respond one way towards God and another way towards Satan. Let's talk about how we should re respond towards God. There's, there's an acronym, ART, A-R-T. So the A stands for something, R stands for something, T stands for something. A, we must agree with God Amen. that the action has taken place already. So if it's healing, I'm going to say to God in 1 Peter 2 and 24, you said that I am healed. So Father, I agree with you. You said, your word says, I wish above all things that you would prosper. So I'm not looking at my, 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 my wallet anymore, and I'm not looking at the bank account. I'm saying right now that I'm prosperous. I, I agree with you, God. See, the problem with a lot of us, we've been agreeing with our bank account. And if you agree with your bank account, then you're going to keep seeing what you see. But I get in that word and find out what God has said about my life, and I agree with him. The R stands for receive. I have to receive the word as a personal right now reality. God, I agree with you. You said in your word that I receive this as a personal right now reality. I believe that I'm healed right now. I'm healed right now. See, I had to go back and preach this to myself. Do you know that I went, I went to the hospital on Saturday and my pressure, my blood pressure was 217 over 117. Am I right? It was, uh, it was 197 over 217. No, 197 over 117. That's what it was. And I'm saying, this is crazy. 
this is absolutely crazy. That was, that was, uh, <laughs> that was Saturday night. Now, I got in here and I heard some word. I got in my word and started believing what the word says about me. That thing dropped down to 117 over 78. All I did, all I did was agree with God. <laughs> oh, that's all I did. I didn't agree with what the, the machine said at the hospital. I didn't agree with what the doctor was saying, what was possibly wrong with me. I just got in that word and I agreed with what God said about me. And if it worked for me, it's for us. It's, it's, it's for us. It's a spiritual reality. My wife looked at me today and said, ooh, you're skinny. No, my daughter said, you, your skin is starting to look good. I said, just, you just wait. I'm, I won't be surprised if all this white hair turned black. Hey, look, without die. <laughs> without die. <laughs> oh, glory to God. She said, let, let you know when that works. Right? <laughs> the T stands for Thanksgiving. So right now I begin to thank God because I believe I have received. So I thank God for it. See, Thanksgiving is a voice of faith. Now that's, that's the way you respond to God. So what should my response be towards Satan? You must resist Satan with the word in the name of Jesus. You can even, and I've said this to you before, you can even open your Bible and read it to the devil. Sit down, devil. Let me read this word to you. You may not be able to quote scriptures off the top of your head, but you can get in that word and you can read it to the devil. You can say, Satan, it is written that by Jesus' stripes I am healed. I resist you in the name of Jesus. In Matthew chapter 4, Jesus handled the devil with the word. In 4 and 4, he says, It is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by, the, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. Verse four, verse 7 says, It is written again, Thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. Verse 10 says, It is written, Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him alone shalt thou, thou worship. Jesus resisted Satan with the word of God. You see, Satan knows who you are. But he's always checking to see if you know who you are. And he's trying to see if you know what you have. And if you read that scripture, you'll find out where it says when Jesus kept telling the devil what was written, the Bible says, and Satan leaveth. <laughs> see, some of you have been telling the devil everything but what's written. And you're trying to figure out why he's staying. I can't get him out of my house. What you, what you talking about? <laughs> what, what are you saying to the devil? What, what is it that you're saying to him? Are you telling him how bad he is? Oh, you, you rough on me today, devil. Oh, the devil busy. Yeah, okay. That ain't going to move him. You got to tell him what that word says. And the same way you see it in the word where it says the devil, the, the devil leaveth and angels minister to him. 
See, when you, oh God, listen to me. When you start quoting that word, you bring angels to minister to you and the devil can't stay around. You're sitting there telling the devil, oh, I'm going, that's all you're talking about is what you're dealing with. I'm dealing with this. I'm dealing with that. Oh, it's so rough. Oh, it's so rough. When are you going to get in that word and start quoting that word and saying what is written? Then you're trying to figure out why things are not changing. Why things are not, why things ain't, why, why is it that my body's the same way? Why is it that my, my finances are staying the same? Why is my, my home all messed up? Why is it? Because you're not doing what you know you're supposed to do. You can't, you can't sing the blues and run the devil. <laughs> You got to quote the word. That word is a, a weapon. That's the word. That word is a weapon. You running from the devil with a weapon. You got a weapon and you running from the devil. Running with a weapon. Go on, devil. Go on. Stand, just stand right here, sir. Just stand right here. An invader comes in the church. He's here to protect and serve. It's going to look really bad. If he's the one with the gun. And the invader comes in and he says, Y'all on your own. <laughs> he got the gun. He got the weapon. Hey, look. Hey, look, look, look. I ain't signed up for all this. <laughs> no, it sounds funny. Look, look. Hey, look, it did look. I, I, I got this. I, I never thought I would have to use this. No, I ain't want to look, man. Look, I mean, you know, I know, I know it's powerful. I know it can stop the intruder, but I ain't planning on doing, doing nothing with this. I ain't planning on pulling this out on nobody. So what you got the word for if you ain't ready to pull it out? You, you're sitting here Sunday after Sunday and Wednesday after Wednesday getting your weapons loaded. And, and then the devil shows up, and you're like, well, look, now, nah, I'm, look, I, I know I got what works, but I ain't planning on using this. And the devil's just having his way. Look at them. I got them running with a weapon. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. You got a sword in your mouth. You. <laughs> you Popeye with a, a can of spinach. Is it, is it Popeye that had a spinach? Yes, Popeye. Yeah. 
You know, and, and you used to love the baby? Yes. Yeah. Me too. <laughs> she said, I used to love Popeye. <laughs> you talking about Popeye's chicken? <laughs> so look, <laughs> because if you said you used to love that, it's, it's true, you used to, because it ain't coming back to our house. Uh, but you, you, you remember, how many of you used to watch Popeye? Man, man, Brutus would beat Popeye up, man. I mean, beat him down. Man, but you fool around there and let Popeye get a whole that can of spinach? Before his arms go out and muscles start popping everywhere. Hey, 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 devil, you fool around there and let me open my mouth. You fool around there and let me quote this word. You who run there and let me remember what God said? I'm getting ready to change some stuff. <laughs> Woo! You tell, you tell the devil, take your hands off of olive oil. <laughs> oh, glory to God. Now hear this. Hear now, I gotta I gotta get out of here. You must resist Satan from a position of victory, not to gain a position of victory. From a position of victory, not to gain a position of victory. So we resist him. I'm not trying to get victory because I have it already. So in the same way that you would go into the courtroom with your legal documents against an illegal occupant, you have legal documentation. And you're not trying to get victory but your documents prove that the victory is already done. I'll close with this scripture, and we know this very well, John 10.10. 10. John 10.10. 10. You there? The thief cometh not but for to steal, and to kill and to destroy. I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. Satan is a thief. A thief steals. The word steal means that it to take another person's property without the right or permission. So listen to this. Satan can't steal what you don't already possess. The fact that Satan is a thief implies that you already have something. Because if you didn't already have it, he couldn't steal it. See, so don't see yourself trying to get, but see Satan trying to take what you already have. Listen to me now. If he's a thief, he comes to steal what you have. A thief ain't trying to come get what you're going to get. The thief ain't coming to your house on the 23rd of December to get the presents for, from the 25th. I came in here because I'm going to steal the stuff that you're getting for Christmas. It ain't Christmas yet. The thief, the thief comes to get what you have. And listen to me, 
thieves don't steal what's not valuable. If he comes to steal something, first of all, you have it, and, and, and secondly, it's worth something. <laughs> and see, that's what you've got to see. You've got to see that I already have it, and Satan is just trying to steal it from me. Healing is already mine, but see, when Satan comes and he's trying to take my healing from me, see, that's what I realized on, on Saturday night. Uh, healing is already mine, and Satan is just trying to steal my health. Finances is already mine. Satan is just trying to steal what belongs to me. My family is already delivered, but Satan is trying to steal our deliverance. It's already done. So you got to change your perspective. You got to change your perspective of you're trying to get something. You got to change it and know that Satan is just trying to steal what you have. And what I have is valuable. Because thieves don't steal things that are not valuable. The thieves don't come to your house to steal your trash bags. <laughs> Unless they're full of furs. <laughs> thieves ain't coming to your trash can and saying, oh, I got it. No. Thief is going straight to the jewelry box. Thief is going straight to see if you got any furs. It's not like rabbits and stuff. <laughs> thief, thief knows. They know the valuable stuff. They look at the stuff now. That ain't. That ain't hitting on nothing yet. They leave that there. We can't, can't get no money for that. I need. I need to get that that TV off the wall. <laughs> yeah, I need to, that one that's mounted on the wall. Yeah. That's right. I wonder if there's a safe in this house. Yeah, I wonder if there's a safe. If there's a safe, we got to get in there and try to get in that safe because that's where the, the valuables are. Thief ain't coming for the junk. And the devil's a thief. God has deposited some great stuff in us and he's given us great things. Listen to me. It's it's already in the spirit world. My faith, my faith is pulling on some stuff. It's bringing that which is already done in the spirit world down into the natural world. But between that, I have the devil trying to steal. Trying to steal what belongs to me. Who was it that prayed? And the prayer was hindered. Daniel. Prayer, it, was, it was held up. It was held up. See, it's already yours. Okay. I always know a sign. Let's all stand. That's the Lord telling me it's already done. No need to add to it or take away, son. It's already done. Bow your heads. Let's pray. Lord, we love you. We honor you. We praise you. We thank you for all that you have provided for us. Oh, you're such a good father. Thank you for being faithful. Thank you, God, for your grace and your mercy. We believe we receive everything that you've said in your word. We're already healed. We're already set free. We're already delivered. We're already prosperous. 
We thank you right now, God. We are blessed. Hallelujah. We have more than enough. We are blessed and we are blessing because you said so. And we stand on your word tonight. I pray for every person in this place. I claim everybody for your kingdom. I pray for those that have been at a distance from you. I thank you for them drawing close and near. I pray now, God, for those that you've spoken to and you've said to them that this is their set place. This is the place that they ought to be planted. They're going to grow and be fruitful. I pray now that they would listen to you, obey your word in the name of Jesus. Thank you for prospering them. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We hope the word you've just heard has blessed you. If you'd like to order other messages or series, please go online to destinychristian.org or call 985-653-9006. Thank you for being a part of this ministry. Destiny Christian Center. Destiny demands diligence, so never quit. God bless you.